Welcome everybody to another episode of Gorilla Gospel. Okay, and we are going to get into something so called as a translation. And this is a translation to some very important people that are out there that don't know, you know, just how special they are. And we got it to where our phone is getting a very big deal of messages. So let's try to skip through this as quick as possible here. All right. We're coming out of the Bible and it says this. It says, it says, I have applied all these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, brothers that you may learn by us not to go beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up in favor of one against another. And I mean, you know, when it comes to the separation of the church and everything, brother, the, the division of the church, it's, it's based on what, what man does out of manpower. But the gospel stays the same. All right? But we tend to challenge each other on, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, wizards. Okay? We preached this before, man. Uh, the word wizard is a person with false power of the gospel. You know, uh, to say that they can actually do the things that Jesus did or Moses did and all this type of stuff, right? These are wizards. These are preachers, actually, who say they, that they have the power of God. They can get, they can get things done, and all that. And here they came. These people is what makes it hard to even follow the gospel, bro. But it goes on and says this: We're talking about straight up preachers here. It says, "It says for who sees anything different." If you, all right, you, what do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, if, you know what I'm saying? Why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Talking about, you know, gifts, and, you know, uh, just edifying, you know, uh, just the power of God, man, to, 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 to do things, man. We all receive this same gift in a lot of ways. Uh, some people can understand tongues, and some people can uh, actually, you know, hear God. And, uh, you, you really wouldn't believe it. You know, these are actually true powers. And... Some people act like they didn't receive this stuff from God because they they work off of manpower once again. You know what I'm saying? It says it says already you all already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. Without us, you have become kings. And would that you did reign so that we might share the rule with you 
And I mean, you know, when it, when it comes to serving God, are you making your money, are you making any money to serve yourself in the pleasures of your sin, your flesh? Or is you, are you a believer in God and make this money, whatever it is your talent has made you rich out of, to serve God with? You know, and I mean, not to be taken as a fool by a bunch of heathens, because there are a bunch of fools that were swept down that they lived in New Orleans during Katrina when they was living somewhere on the side of a cliff when Katrina hit and come down and, and, and claim that they did, you know. So, I mean, heathens would definitely try to take the man of God for granted when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, uh, serving out blessings towards the people. It doesn't necessarily take money to actually bless people. All it takes is a village. It takes love that you don't have to pay for. You don't have to physically perform. You just spiritually do this by just saying, hey, I want to do this for this person. You know what I'm saying? And what does it take? Now, you know, some people may think that it does take money. In some ways, it does. Because some people, other people have to eat and all that. But it says this in the Bible. When it comes to harvest and you plow your field... Don't go back for the ones that you did not uh, collect during the first Passover. You leave that for the poor. It also demonstrates how we are supposed to, I believe, I think, uh, I think, plow the field for seven years. But uh, in, in, uh, on that seven year, you grow that harvest for the poor. All it takes is a village. Okay, but it, it goes on to say this. It says, for I think that God has, all right, exhibited, exhibited us apostles as last of all, like men sentenced to death, which is a very bold statement because we have become spectacle, a spectacle to the world. You know, nobody really understands us. Nobody really wants to understand us in so many ways. You know, there, there are there are people who are rulers in the ways that they are rulers, and God needs both. They need those who can handle, uh, you know, uh, projects such as. You know, banking and, and doctors and lawyers. And then you, you just got those who know how to handle the word. Some of us are not financially manageable in some ways. But that doesn't mean to just leave us out because we have the spirit. We possess something that's way more, you know what I'm saying, acknowledgeable and, 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 and deserving and everything. Okay? What you possess is... You know what I'm saying? The will to take care of a lot of things that the preacher can't. It's not like the preacher can't take care of a lot of things. Don't get me wrong, but we are not built to take care of a lot of things when it comes to the word. 
The only thing we're supposed to possess and collect and, 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 and establish is the word and your soul. That's about it. And keep the house of God from being overran and polluted by heathens and false idols. Wizards, you know, devils and demons and all that type of stuff, bro, you know? And, and you know, to keep the Solomon feast, to, to show you how you're supposed to worship God and come to him three times. Not the man-made law that said you're supposed to do this and this and that and all this other stuff. No, that stuff is not in the Bible at all. It was not said by Jesus or nobody else. Some of the things that were said by Moses are rules of the tribe. You have man law, which is man law in a lot of ways, but God did not specifically say these things. And there's a lot of things that points out. Even, even John, wait, no, who that was? Paul. Paul said, I'm, I'm not going to say this as a commandment, but I believe that your women should not be able to speak in church. This is not a commandment, though, he's saying. He's, this shows you that some of the men laws were put in place for some reason, some purposes. You know, because there are some men that does get overtaken by their women. And will, will allow the, the word to be perverted if they don't know how to stand up for the man of God. When it comes to standing up for the word of God, you stand up to any and everything that's in the way of the word of God prevailing righteousness. Okay, but it says this here, man. It goes on to say, it says, it says, it comes to angels and to men. All right? Now, I don't know how that could be that you become spectacles to angels and men. See, there's a difference between an apostle and an angel now. And this is where it gets puzzling, and I go into the mode of finding out what he's saying, and the most that I can come up with right now at this challenge is, is that there are, you know, ranks, okay? You have the men, you have the apostles and all this type of stuff. You have the disciples, and then you have the angels, okay, as well as the, as, as well as God, okay? And when it comes to these, these people, uh, some angels become fallen angels. Some disciples and apostles become backsliders. But, you know, when it, when it comes to the apostle, in a lot of ways, the word of God is for down-to-earth activity. The angels is there to serve the apostles. And that's just the rough draft of it. That's not even a clear edifying of it. But like I say, I get with God on another matter with that point. It says, we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. All right? We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in this, uh, this rupture, rupture. Something like that, disrepute, something like that. And I mean, when it's when it's talk, what it's talking about is that most people are favorable when they come from higher backgrounds than some of the apostles that come from lower backgrounds. Now, I don't I don't understand where 
you know, me being a poor apostle is different from a person being a rich, a rich apostle. Because if money doesn't matter for me to possess the power of God, then it shouldn't have to matter if you have a lot of money to possess the power of God. Because you can't buy your way into heaven. Money can't even buy love. I mean, come on, right? You can't even buy the right food. You go and pay for some food today, and you, you'll get a wrong order. It doesn't matter what, how much money you got. So I, that's the part right there. On that part, man, you know, we ain't no different, but the world sees us different. And when it comes to the world seeing us different, we shouldn't treat each other no different if we serve in God, whether we're richer or poor. Maybe I'm supposed to stay like this. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's, it's not forcible for me to stay like this because I have the will to get myself a better living than what I'm living right now. Okay? It's, it's not forcible for me to stay this way, but it's it, but it, but it is spiritually, all right, uh, established for me to, to, to not be uh, exalted more than what uh, the law allows for me to be. And I mean, come on, right? I have a foster care. I have uh, companies to operate. Who's to say I won't have money? But who's that money for when it comes to it? Spiritually, that money is not mine if it's taking care of the work of the Lord. So I can't do what I want to do with it no matter how much money I got. I can have a dollar in my pocket. I can have a hundred thousand in my pocket. I can't cut and go cut dry to a casino and no, no trap houses and all that type of good stuff. No, not being a man of God. Right now, I am inherited of a kingdom of the gospel. In, in my part of the gospel, we take care of the foster care, like a lot of these churches does. We take care of job placement and everything for parents who, who comes out as one, two, three-time fillings. And my job is to not be overtaken by the money or people or angels. Can't nothing stop me from doing what's right of God. So, that's the part right there, man. But it goes on to say, it says, and we labor working with our own hands, all right? But before that, it says, to this present hour, we hunger and thirst. We are poorly dressed and buffeted and homeless, all right? We, work, we, we labor working with our own hands when revealed, we bless, all right? And prosecuted, we endure. All right? Now, for a lot of reasons, I'm under the bridge, right? For a lot of reasons, there are a lot of people that are stuck on the streets. And half of the time, it's because of the arrogant mistakes that we make. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we took things for granted, whether we took our relationship for granted or our job for granted, our addiction. We took our money. We took something for granted that got us under here. Something happened. Then some of the times, it's some people that took advantage of you and you not having the, the, the right uh, understandings was too late to comprehend that this person was taking you for a ride and you lost everything. 
it's a vice versa in, in so many ways, but here it is, you know what I'm saying? To this present hour, I am poorly dressed and homeless. And I mean, I, I have been seriously serving God for the last 12 years. And I have conquered a lot of things through Christ Jesus when it comes to all of my addictions and impurities. All right, and I'm, I'm, I'm working, thank God. You know what I'm saying? That's one of my blessings that I wanted to keep, I wanted to post you, you guys up on. But ain't no telling how long that's going to last because nobody sees that a, a person trying to change their life should live in a, in a world that is so wicked. That's going to show you, man, you know, this world as we know it is going to die. And that's what Jesus announced it. And it's, it's, we are at these times right now, you know. Uh, while we are at these times, I'd like to point out something. There's a song out there called Chandelier. And as many times as I've seen this video, Chandelier, I just understood that, you know, there was some good choreography going on as well as a good um, song, but I never caught the message through the choreography. If I'm saying that right. And that little girl is dancing her heart out. And she's telling a story. And one of the stories is. Is that she is she is trapped as a sex slave. In. Uh, you know what I'm saying. A bad situation. And that's how she's going to die. You know what I'm saying. And I mean. The part where she pulls the curtains up to her, her head. And she waves by. Is the look is, is the face of death. She's being zipped up into a body bag. And I'm like, you know, symbolically, a lot of things that, that, that has revealed for me for me watching that video yesterday has turned on my eyes to know that this world that we know, you know, I don't think nobody is born to be put in that predicament. Only you with the wicked mind feel like that that's you know, a pedigree or something to just go and breed children to put into sex slaves and stuff, trafficking. Say, bro, come on, homeboy. You know, that's why I know they don't really want nothing to do with population control because who's going to feed that lust demon that's in a lot of these people? They don't want nothing to do with gambling addiction because who's going to feed that greed demon? You know, it's it's when we come to the preacher, uh, the not the wizard, the preacher. Okay, and I mean the the real preacher, bro, that can knock the hell out of you. All right, but I mean, if you look at the preacher and figure that, hey, man, this this dude actually. Talking about doing the right thing. Like we were talking about, you know, people who ask for God runs the minute he appears. They get so scared. Because they know eventually they're gonna have to stop what's pleasing the flesh. What's making the flesh feel pleasable. Like when I was telling you about how my childishness comes out in so many ways, and I, I just react off of things that makes me feel good at the moment. Whether it's singing or dancing or just saying some kind of corny joke or something, dude. 
I don't know, you know, but it just makes me feel good. I feel like, you know, that's, that's what makes my heart stay young in a lot of ways. I don't know. And just to share that with people and everything, I'd be expecting people to just treat me the same way as a man, you know what I'm saying, other than try to take me for granted because I show a little bit of, you know, friendliness and stuff like that. I mean, my childishness is all that it is, but some people might pass it off as feminist because I might, you know, laugh a little silly giggle or something or, you know, I don't know. But it's okay, bro, because, you know, I'm not trying to mislead anybody in any of my ways or anything. I just want everybody to understand that, look, you know, this world uh, sometimes programs you into being something different. I have a brother that's out there. He's transgender, and I love him with all my heart. There's a lot of people that's out there that I love with all my heart. This one brother that I'm really trying to reach out to, he's transgender. I'm, 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 I'm pulling at him, but he's not feeling me pull at him because he only sees the gospel side of me pulling out at him. That is the only way that I can, I can actually reel you in, bro. And I can only pull you in by the gospel and by you either surrendering. It's nothing that you have to change. It's where we can worship and fellowship together. It's nothing to do with whether you're transgender or not. It's just the part that I am not to come after you. You can't rail me in because now I'm walking away from God. It's the part that, hey, you're rich. You became kids. I mean, kings and all that type of stuff. You became rich without me, without the gospel. But don't act like you still don't need God. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever... You went through, I mean, this Bible tells you this, man. It says, uh, what, I, what I like about it, it says, uh, we have applied all these things, right? And learn. You may learn by us not to go beyond what is written. But, you know, the part of it is, is, uh, you can, you can have all these things going on in your life, but the Holy Spirit is what actually needs to be applied. And you know what I'm saying? Through a relationship with your with a preacher and through God, you know what I'm saying? There are a lot of you know reconciliation that can go on through a relationship through God. But not if your preacher is 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 drawn to Babylon. If if you're drawn to the preacher, then it's a different story. You have to understand this. And I mean, you know, just dealing with that whole deal with uh that video chandelier. I am a vessel of of God, man, and I attack things like this. Even though I understand that these things happen, I still have to attack it. Because, like I said, there's nobody that is born that is, you know, they're not, these, these are not, you know, uh, specimens of what they're going to be. You know, uh, a backsliding preacher or, or a male practice doctor. Or, uh, 
you know, stuff like that, or just a, a, a sex lady and stuff like that. When people are captivated through the gospel, you become whatever they want, whatever they turn you into. When you, when, when, when you are caught up in these type of ordeals and everything, you most likely God has handed you over. That's why your children are placed into these sex traffickings and is like taken away and all that type of stuff and, and, and everything because those are the ones that they can target through the matter because these are the children of God that their pastor, preacher, or just the whole tribe has forgotten about who their God is. We are peculiar people. We are peculiar people, bro, and... All of the bad things that are happening to us are, are dealt by what God has said he will allow to happen to us. So by me being a preacher, you know what I'm saying? There are so many things that I can uh, uh, reconcile with through the word of God. But it, it, it definitely can't be of a heathen. It has to be of a, a newborn creature through Christ. In a lot of ways. And, you know, I could fellowship to anybody that's outside of the box. That's true. I could fellowship with them so far as preaching the word and everything. But when it comes to actually brothers amongst brothers and to show that love of a brother, you have to be a brother in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? This is this is the love that God gave us amongst our ministry to have for one another. But I mean, you know, and this is the only way that we can uh, come together is by the gospel. Uh, no other way it, it can be, you know, uh, translated because, you know, the Holy Spirit is not to be involved with things that the heathen does, the, the Babylonians and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Through uh, fellowship, bro, you know, we can embrace each other. And, you know what I'm saying? Just hold each other and pray for each other and stuff like that, man. To just have a fellowship like that is worth more than any physical love that you can ever have out there. You know what I'm saying? You really don't know how good it feels to just have a love that's not owed anything. You know what I'm saying? It's so precious, dude. You really gotta feel this. Uh... You know, like, you know, speaking of Babylonians, again, you know what I'm saying? We're living in a Babylonian world, bro. I mean, come on, right? I'm just not coming to learn all this stuff. I'm just getting wind of all this stuff. And to be a Babylonian and then want to press charges on somebody from looking at them sexually or making a sexual comment, you're a Babylonian. Come on, man. What? That's like somebody, you know, being a werewolf and crying when they, when they, because they're a werewolf or something, you know? Uh, what? A cop and, uh, you know, don't, 
don't like to arrest people. I don't know. I don't know how to actually illustrate this. I mean, you 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 take on the Babylonian ways of worshiping false gods and orgies and swingers and homosexuality and uh, uh, transsexuals, all that type of stuff. All this is Babylonian stuff. Okay, come to find out. All right, through the Spirit, there are forgiveness through fellowship. And, and, and for people to say that they want to give their life to God with the scars that they inherit. You will not stop being a transsexual. No. Okay? But you won't practice teaching other people to be one. Instead, you will, you will most likely minister to people that are transsexuals to come and give their lives to God. And they don't practice that stuff neither to people. And this is how we overcome Babylon. And this is how the curse of the world will lift. This is how we will become back to being God's children. The peculiar people that are caught up in sex slavery and these pandemics and these drug infested situations and you know what I'm saying? Just being thrown into war. When, they, when these Babylonian people who are so rich and high mighty start wars, it's your ass they send the war. And they don't give a, hey, bro, it's not about the medals and all that. I mean, I salute all of my troops and everything all across the world who are most likely, some of them being forced. I mean, you know, the Vietnam War was the hardest war that I could ever say that ever lived. Because, I mean, here you are, you being forced into going to war against something that you ain't got no business being involved with. Nobody never done you nothing. They won against each other, and America throwing you was smack in the middle. And now that you're being thrown in the middle, you're being straight up trained to kill anything in, in, anything in sight and, and not have no remorse about it and stuff. And, 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 and you lose the war, all right? You have your ass handed over to you and you come back. As soon as you come back, you got the people that's over here dogging you out, calling you this and calling you that, and spitting on you and all this other stuff. The worst treatment of all is coming home after being mistreated in all that combat. That's why that was the hardest war. Then they didn't have no jobs. They didn't have no understandings. They didn't have no medication, no counseling, no nothing. At least the majority of them. They were thrown into some kind of pig pen and fed pig food and treated worse than, it, than, than their own enemies would have done them, most likely. You know? A POW probably got treated the same way as the, the ones who arrived over here. That's how I believe that was the hardest war they ever lived. It, it was, the, it was the, the, the treatment they got from their own country when they came back. And could you just could you just imagine that? That you didn't have nothing to do with this war. You didn't want nothing to do with this war. You actually went over there and saved more lives than you killed. And came over here and were mis was mistreated badly by people who most likely dodged the, the war and everything. You had people that's in Congress right now talking about how they need troops and all that, was drafted into the war, and they dodged it. But they was out there picketing for to uh, actually recruit people and, would, and wouldn't go to war their damn self. 
It's a damn shame. So most likely, all of these Babylonians out here that you want to worship and everything, when you're not at all a Babylonian, you are actually the children of God. We all are. But we choose to follow this man who was a king of Babylon, was just a regular man. I, I read up on this guy. This guy was supposed to be some kind of god of something, right? Uh, rain or war or forest or something like that, right? But here, he ain't grow nail tree out of the ground. He can't make it rain or nothing. Because if he was some kind of god, right? I mean, come on, right? He would have been before the flood. He would have been able to stop the flood. This is God, the one and only God who can make it rain till we all drown. This is the one and only God that can either kill life or create life. Okay? The one and only God. But we put all of our morals, you know, like what I was saying about putting all the eggs in, in the one basket and, and then all that, just because of our flesh. Because this God would allow us to have, you know, sex with goats and chickens and you know, men and all that type of stuff. Okay, fine. All right? You want to follow that God because he said, hey, man, do what you like. But fine, go ahead. All right? But there's consequences after that. And this is what keeps a lot of us cursed. And when they have these little Babylonian walls, because somebody say that, you did, uh, I don't know. What, 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 what are the reasons most of these walls been about? If you really want to see how people have disagreements about some of the simplest things and will go boom and throw you in the middle of it. An agreement that can be done by preachers. Instead of sending people with guns, send people with Bibles. And I mean, don't half step either. Because if you send somebody with Bibles and they got a, a picture of a guy that has nothing to do with the Bible and you say, that's Jesus, and be like, what? Don't expect to come home. You might as well write a, 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 a will. Okay? Because these people, this is where the Bible comes from. Okay? The new world comes from Turkey. Guess who else? Abraham came from out of Turkey. Okay? When it comes to being a Hebrew, it's because Abraham winded up in a, in a land called he uh, Hebron. Alright? And that's how you got a Hebrew. It's because he wandered and, and came across a land called Hebron and became a Hebrew. But his actually his bloodline comes from out of Turkey. You know, the science part of it is what will make you realize this is all real, dude. Okay, but the Babylonians is what will make you feel like, man, ain't no such thing as a God. You know? And it's because of how they are allowed to mistreat God in a lot of ways, saying that they serve God. These are undercover, undercover pagans. These are undercover uh, atheists. And Jesus said, he said, these people will come in my name proclaiming to be Christ. Beware of these people. Okay? And so they, if they can mislead you, if, if, if they say, yeah, we believe in God, and here they say, and they, they take your daughter into the chambers with them, and your daughter come back with bruises between her legs, that is not the man of God. That's a Babylonian. It's a damn undercover pagan. Okay? Run. 
Grab hold of your private parts and run like hell. All right? Dang. So, I mean, when it comes to my people that's caught up in Babylonians and in, in traditions and everything, it's not your fault. The world been misled for so many years, just like before and before before. But it's only when that one comes to tell you this, that you will either get upset about it or you will get happy about it. To know that you are forgiven for being misled, from being blind. To know that God will accept you even though you didn't became a transgender, a homosexual, a lesbian. But, you know, you can't come to God practicing those same things. And before you can actually go out and tell people about God and everything, you have to stay some years with the gospel. You have to stay some years with the preacher. And prove that you are ready. Because the minute you go out and you get caught up in that addiction, you relapse, all hell's going to break loose for you. Because once God heals you, man, you better be careful or you will go out there and, 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 and create or get caught up in the worse way that you than you were. So, I mean, you know, my brother that's out there that I'm pulling at, I am seriously pulling at you, bro. If you ever get wind of this... Uh, this podcast sketch right here. I am seriously pulling at you, man. Okay? And you are king. And a lot of your family members are kings and queens too. But hey, you gotta understand something. Nothing, none of that compares to the Holy Spirit. Okay? This is a different type of kingship. And I welcome you. I welcome all of you. If you actually accept me. I know how to hold my composure and I know how to actually like word my preaching to where it doesn't make you want to do the things that some of these people out here make people do, like cyber bullying stuff, make people suicide themselves from being caught up mentally in their ways. That's not me, man. I'm not here to tell you you're a filthy sinner. No, I'm a filthy sinner if I turn into doing those things when I am supposed to, when I'm called to do the work of the Lord. I am a filthy sinner. You are just caught up in your sin. A lot of them. It's a difference, bro. All right? And the Bible teaches us all this. And this is why I'm being sent to teach you the, the to point all this stuff out. All of you guys are forgiven. You really don't know. And it doesn't take having a preacher to do this. All it takes is for you changing your life, repenting from the things you were caught up in and doing things differently. Alright? Not passing that curse or passing these blessings of how to stop people from doing this type of stuff. And this is how we can save a dying world from being devoured by all this wicked and evilness. Because that's why this world is dying right now, because it's so corrupted with wicked and evilness. Okay? So as I sit my homeless self underneath this bridge, I pray I don't bump my head on none of this still. And I will be definitely, you know what I'm saying, uh, rekindling a lot of things that we have already talked about, as well as some things that is going to be brought to us uh, fresh and uh hey uh to my brother that i'm pulling at hey uh 
I would love to sit down with you, man. All right? One.